BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, everyone, my little angel babies. It's another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. We're coming live from Seaside, Florida. I can't even say that, like seriously. We're here. We're thriving. We're in Florida. You know, I just sat in a wet bathing suit for 30 minutes, brewing a yeaster, but we're doing the most. Listen, here's the deal. I came down for a little girl's trip with my girlfriend, Jenny, Christina, and Carolyn, and I've got two out of the three left. So I thought on this episode, I would bring to y'all people that I care about. You know, you send me suggestions of who the hell you want on this podcast, and I don't want to bring on somebody from Vanderpump Rules. What the fuck am I going to talk to Jax about, okay? I want to bring on people that are important to me, that are in my life, that you see on the gram, that are probably going to, you know, I don't know, give an announcement or eulogy at my funeral one day. This is my friggin' podcast and I'm going to take the reins. So we're going to do a little two for one or today. I'm excited. We're down at the beach. We're doing a girls weekend. And I wanted to bring two people on that are just old friends of mine. I'm going to start with my girl, Christina Tompkins. I'm going to bring her in in just a second, but I just wanted to introduce her. Christina is a Broadway actor. She has done two tours on The Sound of Music and she is just incredible. She's funny. She's Maya Rudolph's doppelganger. All weekend, y'all have been like, this bitch looks so much like Maya Rudolph. It's unbelievable. So without further ado, I'm going to bring my friend Jenny in in a little bit, but let's start this conversation off with some Florida absolutely nots with the one and only Christina Tompkins. Christina, how you doing? Hey, Heather. Man, we are here in the studio, aka a beach house in Florida. Yes, you know what? It's really spacious. It is. We've been coming here for how long? I would say close to 14 years. Isn't that weird? Yeah. The first time we came here was our freshman year of college and it didn't end well. (laughs) Someone vomited all over the curtains. Oh God. Oh, right. Right. The cops came. The cops came. I apparently gave somebody a hand job in a hammock. It was a whole thing. Oh my gosh. He was stuck. You know who you are. You know who you are. We really, we've lost virginities in this beach house. We've cried. (laughs) We've lost most of our morals. Yes. It's been a time. We didn't get to that level this trip, but we were pretty close. We tried. We tried to invite 15 dudes over here and they didn't show up. Okay. Here's the deal. Let's backtrack that. So, you know, you've really made it in life when people find out where you are on Instagram and then they bring you treats. So this woman came up to us on the beach and just brought me French fries. She's like, I know you're hungover. So then shout out to pickles, shout out to pickles in seaside, Florida, banging fries. So I went on Instagram and I said, if anybody will bring me actual physical fried pickles, that's what I really need to nurse my hangover. Mm -hmm. So this is what happened. We're sitting on the beach. All of a sudden, these guys start approaching. And I just see two of them. And I just assume they're gay. Because the only men who approach me in my life are from the IRS or gay. You know what I mean? (laughs) People looking for coin or, you know, compliments. Yes. So these guys come up and they're like, are you Heather? And then all of a sudden, it was like out of the corner of my eye, I saw 11 dudes. It wasn't just two. It was a lot. They were all med students at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, Shout out to Birmingham, which we're going to be coming to. Hey, 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 hey. But they were the most attractive I've ever seen in my life. I mean, 
Maybe it was a mirage. Maybe, maybe they weren't even maybe real. That's, right. That's why they didn't show up last night. Yeah. We were just so hungover and we were so in need of like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just someone to cure our hangover that we saw the mirage of 12 hot dudes. Here was the thing. It was so funny because, you know, Carolyn's married with two kids. You're in a relationship. Jenny's in a relationship. I'm engaged and legit. We physically like, like each one of us did not know what, how to stand properly. Mm -hmm. Like I was in my sensible suit, my sensible black one piece hungover, haven't gotten a bikini wax. Mm -mm. And when you have 11 young, hot dudes standing around you, I didn't know what to do with my body. I didn't know what to do. I, I crossed my arms under my chest and I was like, <laughs> don't look at my fupa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just look at my, you know, 36Ds. Look at my 36Ds. <laughs> and that's where we're at. Like That's I, where we're at. So we kind of had a moment where we said, you know, we went to the University of Mississippi, a very fratty school, but none of the gentlemen that we hung out with had that body, had that body ever. Also, we never went to the gym at Ole Miss. And no. I really don't think that the boys did either. You know, there wasn't a Peloton bike for miles. You know, we, that just didn't exist. You know, these college girls, they work out now. What? They all go to like Orange Theory. What? Yeah, they do Pilates. I didn't fucking do that. The only exercise uh, I did was going through the buffet at Fried Fridays in my sorority house. Yeah, thanks for taking me. I will. <laughs> anytime. But it was wild. These guys were like all ripped, clearly did CrossFit or some sort of hit Something. workout. We had a few like hit in the jewel and we're like, you're med students. People are dying. Yeah. It, what is it? Is it just the mango flavor specifically? <laughs> or what the fuck is happening with the jewels? I don't know. I think it's, you know, the street ones. The street jewels are getting laced with, you know, some, I don't it's know. It's tobacco. No, but they're lacing it with like MDMA, basically. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> On the streets, like somebody like rigs the jewel. That's what's happening. Wait, are people being roofied by the jewels? Yes. Now you don't get roofie coladas, you get roofie jewels. Honestly, and I I know that people are just spreading cold sores left and right because I see people just share jewels oh. like it's a damn you know, uh, crudite smoked salmon dip. Yeah, there was definitely a, probably a lot of herpes in that mirage of dudes, but <sighs> but they were great. And they are coming to our show in Chattanooga. No, Birmingham. Birmingham. They're going to be at the late show. Here's the deal. These guys were so nice. They were like, yes, ma'am. And then when they said, yes, ma'am, I had never felt older or frumpier in my life. Mm -mm. Even though to me, we're Southern and that's a term of endearment. He was just like, yes, ma'am. Like being cute. I was like, that's it. I'm old. You're young. You yeah. have abs. I have a fupa. End of story. Yes. They saw our shin burns and they were like, <laughs> yikes. I mean, we've just had such a nostalgic trip because we started when we thought we were hot shit coming down here freshman year. And now it's, you know, 14 years later of friendship. We're just road hard, put away wet. We're, yeah. Wow. And then you got in the ocean today. You got out and you're like, I think I hurt my hip. Literally. Literally. <laughs> I need to do some stretches. I need to roll. I need a roller. Yeah. I don't have my foam roller here. <laughs> it's bad. I don't have my muscle relaxers, my foam roller. I need to call my therapist. I need to work out a couple things. Yes. Last night, I have a confession. I started drinking towards the end of the night, emergency in club soda because I wanted everybody to think I had another Cosmo. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was so fucking tired and dehydrated and dehydrated to the point where like, now when I get dehydrated, I have like a Charlie horse in my leg. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I ate a banana today. <laughs> Because you needed the potassium. I needed, the potassium. I needed it back in my body. Listen, we were overserved, but we weren't even asking for the drinks. They were just being brought over where? By, by Hannah. Oh, by Hannah. Yeah. Yes. But even on Saturday night, that's where yes. I got fucked up. Yeah. You know, we were mixing. And I do the struggle every week. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to drink. And I don't have a problem mm -mm. at all. No, because if you see us, we're, we're not drunk. don't even... They're like, oh, have you been drinking? They don't even realize we've been drinking. Maybe that's all in our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is what we tell ourselves. Here's my thing. You know, I don't have a body anymore. You took away my, my, my youth is gone. gone. Don't take away my alcohol. No. Don't take away the one vice that I have just to take the fucking day off. Yeah. Adulthood Hi. is stressful. We never, we didn't do drugs. We were good kids. We were good kids. Always. While, while everybody else was doing cocaine at Ole Miss, right. we didn't touch it. No, we were like, let's have another walk me down shot. <laughs> uh. Christina would just constantly walk around campus with just a blue stained mouth. <laughs> yeah. And literally, I'm not joking you, Heather and our other friend Colby screamed across frat row 
Tina with a Wiener. Yep. And it's stuck. It's 15 years later and I'm still being called Tina with a Wiener. And honestly, <clears throat> you, you make boss moves. So trying. Sling trying. that big dick energy around. <laughs> you know? Just a little backstory. Christina and and Carolyn and Jenny and I, the, the, the four of us, we all met at Ole Miss at Cattle Call doing theater. And mm-hmm. Christina is on the Broadway. She just did two tours. Well, one on of, the Sound of Music. Sound yes. of Music. Yes. And we, Joe, I a mean, deer, we did, a female deer. A female deer. 91 cities this past year. I just helped open another tour on the production side called Once on This Island. So check that Such out if it show. comes. Oh my gosh. If it's in your town, it's an amazing piece of theater. Well, listen, we're just theater nerds at heart. We really are. We like end of the night by singing Good Morning Baltimore. So <laughs> literally that's the thing. <laughs> Nothing gives me a bigger boner than a musical, a mm-hmm. tap number. I know. Just seeing somebody live their truth on the stage in a glitter sequin jacket. I know. It's listen. the best. Eventually you'll have it in your show. I know. Well, I do Eventually. have a, I wear a sequin jacket now. That's okay, my vibe. So all we need is a triple time step uh-huh. and a shuffle ball change. I would do a song. Okay. I can't sing anymore. You know that I'm like down here, like the swing low, sweet cherry. Listen, Luann de Lesseps also was at that range and she has her own show. Listen, people were like, why aren't you performing in New York City? I said, I'm coming to New York City, but Countess de Lesseps has taken up all the theaters. Literally. She's performing at like 16 different theaters. At and the same time. At the same time and won't give anybody a chance. Ooh, bitch. I knew she was an alien. She's an alien. Christina's an incredibly talented singer and actress and we all just kind of like stuck with it and are doing the damn thing. She's going to come on tour with me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're going to do the most. So you're going to see her out on the road. So yeah. I'm going to make her perform whether she wants to or not. Listen, I'm here for it. Mama's still hustling. You know, we worked in restaurants together. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Let's tap into those old restaurant days. I mean, the best is like, there's a rat in my pants screaming from the basement. We worked with this fabulous guy named Josh. He was so Southern, so guy. And he had a rat, a rat married to a woman, married to a woman at the time. And Josh will tell you the story. We're not like calling him out. No, no, no. He's now living his truth. But he got a rat in his pants one day when he was changing and he screamed, there's a rat in my pants. And we worked at a we worked at a truly rat infested restaurant. Yeah. Ninth Avenue is just a rat infestation. They might have like really great wigs. Yeah. They might be like drag queen rats, but they are still rats. They're still rats. Yeah. Yeah. They show up in like Chanel, but they're still fucking rats. Yeah. The worst day of my life, we worked at this place called Stakinos. That's now the new Empanada Mama yeah. on 9th, between 50th and 51st. I think it's 51st and 52nd because we were on 50th. Yes. We lived on 50th, like down the block from Hibernia, which was- Don't the- eat their wings. It'll give you dysentery. <laughs> Literally. We ended up drinking out of that shoe for the birthday shot one too many times. If you ever go to Hibernia, do not drink out, out of, of the, the shoe. shoe. It's just, that's an absolutely not right there. That's an absolutely not. We were working a shift though. It was you and I at this place, Stakinos. We were getting ready to open. And yes. there was a, a rat the size of, I'm not oh. even kidding you, mm-hmm. a, like a chow chow, like a chow chow yeah. dog. You were going to pet it. And yeah. you're like, oh, heck. Yeah. That's a rat. That's a rat. And it came, it jumped. We had like- Like a host stand yeah. in the front. And it was hiding in the host stand. Yep. And so one of our buddies went over to, he was like, oh yeah, okay. There's not a real rat over there. He opened the drawer. The thing jumped out at him and then we lost it. Yeah, we so don't we know where like it went. Standing on the bar stools. It was Phil. Filthy Phil went over there. Yep. He was one with the rats. We did not. We could not. But we lost it. And then we got slammed that night by a bunch of Swedish tourists that came in to yes. like see a you know, pre-theater Before dinner. Before Mamma Mia. We're like, yeah. oh God. And I, I literally was crying the whole night. I was like, I'm being a baby back bitch right now, but we don't know the location of the fucking Ratatouille. And no. it could come out and get my ankle at any moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. I well, think it I, got Josh's ankle. It did. It didn't get yours. It got Josh's ankles, got him in the pants. And I said, after that, I think I put in my two weeks after that night. Yeah, you left. I stayed. I tried to stay on that ship. And then I would just remember a, a Memorial Day where everyone quit. And yeah. it was just me trying to like cook shit in the kitchen, bartend, <laughs> seat people. And I literally was like, fuck this. Absolutely not Absolutely for not putting not. in two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I, restaurant, I hate quitters. Restaurant, I think that's the thing. We were raised very similarly. Our moms are both from the Northeast. And we weren't allowed to quit Quit? shit. (laughs) Literally, my sister could quit anything and I had to take over for her. Like she quit the piano. Get your ass to the (laughs) piano lesson, Christina, Michelle. (laughs) 
Thanks a yes. lot. And oh, I can't I, play the piano at all. So I wasn't allowed to quit soccer. <laughs> nope. I used to get such bad thigh chafe because I was a chubby kid. And my dad was like, you're going to go to college on a soccer scholarship. Like yeah. you are going to be the next. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, right, dad. I'm so fat. Like the ball is like six feet ahead of me. Yeah. It yeah. Just didn't happen. Didn't Ooh. go to school on a scholarship for anything. Sorry about that, Pops. No, nope. <laughs> sorry about it. You know what? When people say that they went to school on a scholarship, I'm always just like, what? You were so good at something that a college wanted to pay you to go there. Yeah. Ole Miss I, barely let me in because I can barely read. I know. Wait, you were saying the other day, like, I tricked everybody into thinking that I was actually really smart, but I had to go to Ole Miss too. So, <laughs> yeah. shout out, like, really? Christina's really intelligent, but the other day I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. You went to the same college that I went to. So, actually, what was your story, bitch? Yes. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to go to a really prestigious conservatory for acting like Heather. And you know what? We didn't get in. And look who's laughing now. Could you imagine the kind of people we would be if we went to like NYU Tisch? Woof. 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 Oh my gosh. I'd probably be in the West End somewhere doing some really intense black box theater. Yes. That's about like some Commedia dell'arte. Kill me. No. You know what? And everybody was like, do Shakespeare Festival. Listen, I'm a classically trained actor. You know what it absolutely not is for me? Doing fucking Shakespeare in the fucking park. Yeah, no AC. No AC. There's no AC there. Too many wigs, no, no AC. AC. No. There's a lot of layers to costumes. I've been a nun for the past two years. Talk about sweat and chafing. Whew. Not about that life. No. What pisses me off is people think that in order to be like, a really talented actor. Mm -hmm. You have to love doing weird, dark theater in a basement somewhere. I'm no. like, no, live just, in the light. Yeah. I just want to wear like a fabulous outfit belt for like three minutes, <laughs> get off stage, have someone change me into uh -huh. a different costume, yeah. come back and like bitch at someone. Yeah. And then I'm done for the show. Like the princess track is where we thrive. Yeah. And then we're out. Yeah, we're it's like out. my train. My new trainer told me he said, "Heather, if you would have been like a professional athlete, you'd do sprints because mm -hmm. I can tell you're great in short bursts, and then you need like a six hour nap." So I feel like when it comes yeah. to performing, like mm -hmm. I get off stage and I'm physically, physically exhausted. Yes. And the funny thing is, I'm still in this like space where you know, still very professional. I showed up like 20 minutes late to a meeting with my agents and I cried in front of them because I was so embarrassed. I was like, right. this is it. They're going to let me go. And they're like, Heather, please, like JLo shows up six hours late. They're like, give it two years and you'll be a giant cunt. But right now you still care. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll <laughs> let you know when you're being a cunt. Because if Robin doesn't, I'm right behind her. Yeah. You know, we're, we're here to no, keep you humble. Nobody would ever, <laughs> ever let me get away with shit. No, no, I have too many people in my life who are keeping me in check. Yeah, that's for sure. And our mothers. Now I have a question. Yes. Since you're used to this tour life, I mean, you've literally been on the road for two years. Mm -hmm. Do you have some absolutely nuts things that you witnessed on the road? You're hitting, I mean, you went all over the United States and Canada. What yes. have you seen where you're like, this is a deal breaker? Absolutely not is packing too much. That's yes. like, you cannot pack for, you know, 10 months in one suitcase. No. You're going to buy shit. You're going to be like, why did I ever bring 13 pairs of black jeans? <laughs> That's my boyfriend. Thirteen. I said, you don't even fit into these. For, right. They're from your junior year of high school. Right. You have to keep things, you know, fresh, fresh, just staples, neutrals. I like that you can pair with everything. You know what I love? A Heather Gray. A Heather Gray. You oh, know, I'm classic. way too much fucking Heather Gray I know, right you now. Look, you look good in Heather Gray. Oh, thank you. You also, though, really, for being such a fair skinned bitch, you really pull off a tan. Ooh. I can't pull off tan. No, I thought I can, she didn't buy that camel coat at J. Crew the other day. I have that coat. She didn't buy it. We could have been twinning on the road. You know, that would have been an absolute yes. Twinning on the if road. If like all three, four million people working for Heather, we all show up in our camel color coats and we're like ready to do business in Warby Parker glasses. Yes. Like thick, she, yeah, we're going to we bring those. We need a chic entourage moment. Yes, absolutely not eating like shit, which we're not going to do. I'm regulating. I'm not letting Chris talk us into Wendy's fried at 2 a.m. No, 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 absolutely not. Chris. Chris, if you're listening to this, because I know you listen to every episode, just so you know, Tina and I are not putting up with your bullshit. We're no. not going to let you sabotage us. We're shredding for the wedding. Yes. We're not Hello. dealing with this shit, Chris. No. Listen, I want a Broadway body. And uh, the thing is, everyone's like, oh, everybody's a Broadway body. I was like, no, yeah. it's not, bitch. No, except when you cannot literally fit into your sequin one piece. <laughs> 
it's not a Broadway body it's anymore not. because your costume doesn't fit. Listen. I have always been a fuller figured woman. I am all about body positivity, owning what you got. But it comes to a point when your when your skin is starting to stretch so much yeah. that it feels like it's mm-hmm. going to your your fat's going to explode out of your skin. Mm-hmm. My skin hurts. Yeah. Well, one because we got fried on the beach, but my yeah. physical skin hurts, and that's not okay. And it and I need to lock it up. We got to lock it up. It's getting to the point. Listen, we're thirty two. We need to start taking care of ourselves. <laughs> We've we've been trying. We've been talking about taking care of ourselves All for weekend. well, I mean, in the past decade, also, right? You know, from but graduation every, on. But every mean, time I've been really thin, it's because you know I was speeding trauma, on, trauma, <laughs> either trauma or like drugs. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I know. It. I never had an Adderall prescription. It was, I mean, very upsetting that I couldn't ever do that. I wouldn't suggest it because here's the thing: it didn't really help me lose weight. Because when I'd come off of it, I would just go eat disgusting food. Yes. Like nachos, quesadillas. Oh my gosh. We used to go to that, like the really rough Mexican places in Oxford and get like a bowl of that white queso. Oh, fuck me up. That white queso. Where are we going to find it on the road? See, we don't this need is the thing. We no, don't, need, we don't it. need it. We do not need it. Ah, can you hear that? Can you hear that sound of exhale of refreshment? Let me tell you what, these days I like to kick back with a glass of bubbly. I just took a sip of one of the most delicious champagnes. I'm talking about Luc Belair. Yes, Luc Belair. Here's the deal. When I'm opening up a bottle of bubbles for my guests when they come to my house, because I'm a great host, I like to serve them the best. And I like something that's right for any drinking occasion. Well, that's Luc Belair, which is an award-winning French bubbly paired well with fine dining. And hey, guess what? Just hanging out with your friends. The cool thing about Luc Belair is they have four unique different styles. First, they have the French rosé, because who doesn't love pink sparkles, if you will? They have the luxe, the gold, and the luxe rosé. This is straight from France, baby. You don't even have to go to Paris. You don't even have to go out to the region of Champagne to get it, because they're bringing it right to you. That's right. Here's the thing. You know, Champagne shouldn't be intimidating. It should be approachable for everyone. Why? Because I'm giving you a Luc Belair, one of the most crisp, delicious, just sharp, fruit forward champagnes I've had in a long time. It's got cool packaging. It's delicious. And it just makes sense. It's in a price point that will not blow you out of the water. I know it's intimidating when you go to the wine store and you're like, shit, I didn't know I had to take out a mortgage on my house just to have some bubbles. Well, here's the deal. I want you to experience Luc Belair and love it as much as I do. So I've arranged for all of my listeners to get 30% off their first order by going to LucBelair.com slash absolutely. That's L-U-C-B-E-L-A-I-R-E.com slash absolutely for 30% off your first order. Again, LucBelair.com slash absolutely enjoy the bubbles now back to the podcast so here's the deal if you're listening to this and you're coming out to the shows one come out to the late show in birmingham it's the 11 p.m show Mm -hmm. i know that's late on a sunday but we specifically made that show for the kids it's going to be rowdy it's going to be wild and it's that last night we have a couple days off after that so Mm -hmm. we're going out birmingham i want you to show me a good time i say that because we're really going to let our hair down at that show and after that show so if you haven't bought tickets there's still a few tickets left to the 11 Mm -hmm. p.m show in Birmingham, we're bringing the hot guys that we have on the beach with us. And if you're coming to the shows, my point is bring us good things. I don't need cookies. I don't need chocolate covered pretzels from a bakery. I need health and wellness. Yes. And maybe like soft socks, you know? Ooh, yes. Yes. We love a cozy old Navy sock. Your mom always comes through with those. She does. She does. She's like, Christina, we have your socks here. I love her. The best, you know, it's really going to be hard. It's going to a conscious effort needs to be made for us to be well on tour. Well on tour. Yes. My new book. Yes. (laughs) Are you going to become like a health guru? And then you go around and you teach people like on the Broadway how to take care of themselves. You've lost your mind. Never in my life will I ever be a health guru. I barely, I try not to eat meat and that's a struggle, you know? Well, here's the thing. You were smart for going vegetarian because what are you going to do when you're on the road? You don't know where you're getting this meat from. Yeah, that's an absolutely not to me. Like, let's roll up to a Mickey D's at a lunch stop and you eat like 
a Big Mac and you're like, oh, why can't I fit into my costume anymore and have to put my mic in my wig? Oh, God. That's just weird. Yeah. You know, we need to be really, Chris, do not come for us. Do not come for us. Chris used to be snatched. Yeah. But guess what? We're all busting out of our jeans like a bag of biscuits. Mm. We're going to get there. It's okay. Let's be in the positive. And actually, okay. yes, um, absolutely yes is not living in denial and accepting yeah. that we have a problem yes. with mayonnaise-based dips. Oh, I love a freaking pimento cheese dip. And I only get them down here in the South. And of course, like we're going to be in the South. Right. But you know what? We're going to be in New Orleans. We'll get those fresh, fresh oysters. Okay. A Gulf oyster is sometimes a little rough, but I'm, I'm going to try to do it. Yeah, but I wouldn't exactly say that New Orleans is the place to eat well, Tina. I know. You have two hand grenades and oysters. Rockefeller, I get the ones with the cream and the cheese, the cheese. and the spinach. Yeah. And then I get like crawfish etouffee that just has butter. Ooh. Yep. Yep. So oh. I don't know what the fuck you're talking I, about. I know. I actually have just had that vision of us eating brunch after Mardi Gras like senior year with Malloy at like Court of Two Sisters where it's like the oh, biggest fuck brunch and it's like the most decadent thick food and we were out to like 10 a.m. you know at Pat O'Brien's listening to the the dueling pianos you know and we had no reason to be eating a decadent brunch but we did but we did I for me a real just New Orleans moment is I'd always end up at the crystals, the crystals. And I get a, a sack of the chicken sandwiches at like six o'clock in the morning. Yes. That was my New Orleans experience. Wow. Crystal chicks. We also shared a hotel room with, I think seven people our senior year for Mardi Gras. Yeah. yeah. Why? I, I don't know. We could have been like daddy. Yeah. I need my own room. I, I need just, my own room. I just remember we saw Kid Rock in the hotel. Yes. In the elevator. And I was like, I think I've hit the lowest moment of my life. I'm so hungover at Mardi Gras. I'm 23 years old and I'm in an elevator with Kid Rock. It's time to just go literally jump in traffic. Yeah. Nope. But we we hit it hard. We did. And we're coming back to you, Nola. And we are excited to I be there. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Yes. Also on tour is seeing these amazing cities across the U.S. Yes. Everywhere. America. America is pretty awesome. And I want everyone this year, go out and go to a city that you're like, wow, I never thought Chattanooga will be cool, but you know what? It's pretty cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. Chattanooga, we added another show too. Get your tickets. See? it's Chattanooga is one of those like hidden gems. Yeah. It really is. I'm excited. I've never been to St. Louis. I've never oh. been to Kansas City. Right. Oh my gosh. Both of those places have such great jazz clubs and Ooh, I know you're yes. like what but we, we love smooth jazz on a Saturday night mm -hmm. and they're so amazing those musicians are insane I'm so excited to go to all these places I've been to all of them on tour already and I'm excited to go back because you know what America's beautiful. <laughs> and on that note, Christina Tompkins, I just want to say thank you. I'm going to bring Jenny in here because yes. I feel like I have to give even playing field to our two girlfriends at the beach. Ladies totally. and gentlemen, follow Christina on Instagram at Tina underscore Tompkins, like yes. Tompkins Square Park in New York. Yes. It's a very regal New York name, except I didn't cash in on that. So also maybe you should just change your Instagram handle to Tina with a Wiener. Oh, but actually maybe in this day and age, somebody's going to no. misread it. Yeah. They're going to think that I'm like trans, which I would love to support. Right. I am supportive of everyone trans, but I'm not a trans person. Right. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's a little blurred lines there. Yeah. You know? Well, in the meantime, follow <laughs> Tina Tompkins. You'll see her out on the road with me. I want y'all to get to know the people that are in my life that are important to me. Because listen, could I bring in somebody? Could I bring in Jax from Vanderpump Rules? Yes. But I don't want to do that because that's not authentic. That's not real. That's some bullshit. Absolutely not to interviewing people that I don't give a shit about. I want to stay authentic and real to this. So Christina, thank you for being one of my dearest friends forever. Thank Thank Thanks for coming out on the road with me. And now I'm going to let you finish your laundry. I'm going to bring in Jenny Hurlbert. Yes. Love ya. Love ya. All right. Now in the studio, I'm excited to introduce to you the homeowner of the house that we've been staying in Seaside. One of my dearest, oldest friends. Again, another girlfriend I met at the cattle call for the theater department at Ole Miss. She's from Atlanta. She's a feisty blonde. I love her to death. Jenny Hurlbert, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> what a great studio this is. I know, it's your beach house. Yes. Live, laugh, love, baby. Oh, all day, all day. 
So we've been having a fantastic weekend. I just felt like I wanted to interview both you and Christina. Carolyn flew the coop early this morning. I get it. She's got two kids. She's got shit to do. But I just feel like I want people, my listeners, to get to know the important people in my life. Don't you feel that there's so much inauthentic bullshit in this podcast space where it's like, let me just get a name in here. I don't give a shit. Right. Like how many times can you really plug me undies? Right. You know, like, I, okay, actually, I get it. Hold on, actually, oh, do you plug me undies? No, I don't, but that okay. could be a sponsor. Oh, me undies is really great. I, I ordered some and I love them. They're really breathable and comfortable. So, but just in general, it's like, I feel like in this weird podcast space, it's so full of who's the name, who's the next name that you get. Listen, I reach out to people and they don't fucking call me back. So I want to talk to people who actually want to have a fucking conversation with me. Oh well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I feel like when I am listening to podcasts, I get very, disinterested very quickly. And I feel like they're not people that I can relate to. Right. Like I'm not, I'm listening to these people and it's like, okay, I feel like, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sorry. I just had a little mini stroke. It's sorry. Okay. My blood sugar's low because all we've been doing is drinking and sodium, drinking and sodium, drinking and sodium. It's so bad to the point where I can't get my rings off and I have pretty slender fingers. I've got thin wrists, thin ankles, pretty thin fingers, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's, it's swollen to an epic proportions. I hit 30 and then just things went downhill. Right. Like I got sciatica. I got a herniated disc. <laughs> my feet started to get, I mean, I feel like gout is the next thing on the list. 100%. Full gout. You're going to look down. Your mm-hmm. feet are going to turn green. They're yep. just going to explode. And mm-hmm. then you're like, and then I'm like, Oh, I'd have to ride a rascal now yeah. with that orange honestly, flag. Honestly, a rascal just seems like a smarter way to get around. Yeah. I need to get my steps in, but I'm also like, I'd also like to cruise through a public supermarket. Of course. And like, you want to have people kind of clear the way, you know, it feels very royal as you're kind of walking down an aisle there. I love that. Maybe that's what we need to start doing. It's just really riding through life a little bit more. Yes. Instead of pounding the pavement like we've been doing. Right. Let's roll on the pavement. Let's just roll through. Let's glide. Now on this podcast, we allow our guests to come in with something positive, something negative. It's a safe space to bitch. Hmm. My listeners are going to call in with voicemails. They want to hear if you have any concerns. We are in Florida. Do you have any absolutely nots that you've experienced recently that you just got to get off your chest? Anything that's weighing on you, this is a safe space to talk about it. Oh my God. I mean, I think a little bit of the absolutely not is like, I don't know, the flesh eating bacteria that's just cruising in the Gulf of Mexico. Well, we got in the water. Are we going to get it? No. So, okay. 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 Uh, Well, maybe that's why I paused earlier. It's just starting to eat, starting to eat the brain cell. I think it's if you gets, you inhale it, then it goes right up into the brain and then, you know, lights out. They wouldn't let us get in the water yesterday because apparently the water was too intense. Yes. The riptides. I mean, and also that is just like sort of another concept, but yet they let these surfers go out there. To me, it's like, that's more of a risk. You got an actual surfboard tied to your ankle. But that's the whole thing. It's a flotation device and it's connected to you. When I read online, they said that's why they let them in. But I just feel like Florida, we've been coming down here for so long, but so many things have changed. Yeah. I would say like an absolutely not is wearing a flip flop that does have a beer bottle opener on the bottom of it. Cause that's an actual thing, gang, like Panama city beach. Yeah. 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 I mean, props like having a good time, but I mean, you know, a Corona full ensemble, like a tank top, the cargo shorts, right. and then the beer bottle flip-flop to me is a little bit of a problem. The beer bottle flip-flop is actually very progressive and smart. But my only thing is the openers on the bottom right. side, I don't want to take my dirty shoe and then put it to the glass bottle opener. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's a large issue with me. But Florida in general is just, I think, jarring on all the senses. I say that about New York. New York's an assault on your senses of sight, taste, smell, all of it. Florida is the same. You land in the airport, any of the airports, doesn't matter what part of Florida you're in. And you're just like, what happened down here? I think that somehow you go back to like 1962 when you're in the Miami airport. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you guys have ever been in the Miami airport. I'm like, I am lost and afraid. (laughs) Naked and afraid 2.0 is the Miami airport. Well, and it sucks because if you fly Delta, which I'm Delta loyal, so are you. Of course. It's such a American Airlines dominated airport down there. Like if you fly international out of Miami, you're okay. But legit in the Delta terminal, there's there's a Nathan's hot dog and like a pizza hut. And it's just sad. And there's tumbleweeds. Mm. The Sky Club's great, but it's just bad. So I'm very triggered by Miami. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm going to say something. Go ahead. I've never had a great time in Miami. Maybe I didn't go to the right places. Maybe I didn't do the right things. But to me, it was just so fucking expensive. And all anybody wants to do is go to nightclubs. 
I'm tired. I'm tired and I can't do a bandage dress and yeah, I can't too do tight. it's too, too tight. tight. It's too tight. It's just not the look I'm going for. And right. I, you know, you really love a good palazzo pant, <laughs> love a good gaucho, a lot of breathing room there. A lot you of breathing. Remember room. when everybody wore the gaucho pants and we, what were we thinking? It was not cool. But see, y'all wore them. I really have always, I'll, t- I'll toot my horn for one second. Go. I, when everybody was on the gaucho pants train, yeah. I knew it wasn't flattering to my body. So I did not rock them. I rocked other looks that weren't great. Like I had no eyebrows. I didn't <laughs> blend my smoky eye. Right. But I never went for the gauchos. And I will say, even through time, I have never necessarily gone with the trends. I just go with actually physically looks good on me. You know what I mean? I'm not a fast fashion kind of gal. Right. I like some classic looks. Yeah, absolutely. The timeless things. I mean, I can think about how my sweet mom, who's from like Grand Rapids, Minnesota, like northern, northern Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and she made her own clothes. She made her wet, like she made her engagement dress. She made her rehearsal dinner dress. I mean, so crafty. Go Sandy. But whenever my grandmother, who's very Southern, Mm -hmm. was a member of a country club in Mm -hmm. Atlanta, Georgia, my mom would have a full-blown anxiety attack getting us dressed because she's yeah. like, you have to look good for grandma because grandma's going to say something. And then, you know, and then, then it's going to reflect poorly on me. And then I'm going to, you know, go into like a downward spiral. Right. And so she would always be stressed out. And then I would be stressed out. And then it's like has progressively stressed me out. Anytime I see my grandmother, I'm shook by her because she's going to be like, you look pregnant. And it's like, <laughs> okay. I thought, well, the, you were sh- I thought the tube top dress was going to look good, but it sure didn't. But I mean, you've always had a great sense of style. Thank you. You also like expensive shit, which is always fun. I just wish we were the same size because I've never been able to borrow anything in my entire life. So that's really a downer. Well, I know. And it's accessories. I borrowed like a necklace, but we are not the same size. We are not. But there was a time and I feel like we talked about this on the trip about how I was a certain weight and to me, like my doctor was alarmed when I got on the scale. They were like, 185 pounds. I was like, I'm 185 pounds. I'm at I'm at 210 right now. I say it loud and proud. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because it is what it is. Like I'm a dense bitch. You know, I'm thick. I literally my bone marrow is heavy. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's just that density. I mean, I am busting out, but I am just a dense person. So to me, getting on the scale means nothing. But it's how my clothes higher pants fit. But it's we're in a rough spot. I'm busting out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's yeah. fine. But well, in college, we also thought we were flexing hard and we looked a mess. We were just dredged out of a river. Yeah. Like it it's a swollen, puffy mess. It was not good. But also we didn't understand like just proper, you know, how to blend the makeup. There was mm-hmm. a lot of harsh rouge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no light highlighter. There was no soft contour. It was a smoky eye with a jarring, like hooded, eyelid. It was just a whole thing. Yeah. A very Donatella, you know, Mm -hmm. too much, too much. But you know what? You come down to Florida with that look and you're praised. Yes. Queen of the parade. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just live in a city that the expectations are too high. Maybe if we were smart, we'd come move down to Florida where everybody doesn't give a shit what you look like and then just lived our truth. Why am I you know, absolutely not to trying to live up to the standards of everybody else in New York, L.A., Atlanta. Maybe just go to a smaller town and just fucking thrive. thrive. Yes. Yes. It's that big fish in a small pond mentality. That's why I went to Ole Miss. <laughs> no, I, that's, it was. No. Well, when we were there, it was like 15,000 undergrad and now it's right. like a huge school. Right. I mean, I think me and you were in the same boat. It's like we applied to like our dream school and we were like, oh, miss, just in case, you know, it sounds like that could be a fun time. Didn't get into right. my schools either. I mean, it was. I think that's also why we all bonded. We was like, well, we didn't get in to those spots. And this is what I will tell people. If you're listening and you're young, you'll end up where you're supposed to end up. Yeah. Okay. Just go there, smile and have a good time. And trust me, college I had the best four years of my life. It was truly the best experience ever. But I always think you're supposed to end up where you're supposed to end up. Right. I know. And I think we are so critical on ourselves when we don't necessarily, you know, stick to the right thing or do the right thing. Or, you know, it's like we have to, our parents are get so judgmental or our friends are so judgmental or, or just the world in general. Like it's so, it's such a struggle to, you know, kind of live up to these expectations. You're just like, just love your truth. Just like be kinder to yourself. I right. think is the, is the true thing. I've learned a lot of grace. I kind of think I've had like a lot of reflection on this trip of just kind of where I've been. I feel like the last three years have been such a mind fuck, exhausting, like just not knowing if the universe has given up on you. And I feel like this year's truly been one of the best years of my life because it all started to click. And I had this moment on the beach today where I was just like, I finally like exhaled. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 
we're doing, we're on the path. It's been very hard for me to enjoy what's been going on. And I talk about it on the podcast because, you know, you just in this, I'm still in this fight or flight, like this, like hustle, like it's got to happen. And even like one of my people that I work with was like, Heather, fucking take a breath. It's, it's okay to enjoy what's going on. Right. Because it's been so dark. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, who's dying next? Knock on wood. I know. Knock on wood, knocking, knocking. And especially this industry, the entertainment industry, it's so up and down. There's no rule book. It's like, yeah, you go to college for theater and you, or you try, you know, go for acting or whatever it is. And I feel like those ideas, yeah, some of them apply. But I think when it comes down to it, you're like, that was just crazy. That was just a time where I made friends and got like, you know, really drunk and dressed up like, yeah, if you want to be an actor, you don't have to go to school for it. No, I could have gotten any other degree. I probably should have gotten maybe like a legal law degree just like a poli-sci or something. Yeah. 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 Or maybe like accounting just so I could like keep track of, you know, learn how to do an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. That would be beneficial. Because Jeff now is very upset with me all the time because he's like, Heather, you didn't plug what you bought or you didn't plug XYZ into the Excel spreadsheet. I'm like, I don't know how to open Microsoft Office. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a Mac. Right. (laughs) I'm sorry. Right. But I mean, I think we've just kind of been on this journey. Jenny's super funny and just comedy. And now you're working a lot with behind the scenes, working in the film industry Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And I think it's so smart what you're doing though is because it's like, there is not one way to do it. You're learning the behind the scenes, the production side. It's like, if you don't wear 65 hats in this business, you will not fucking make it. It's like Christina. Christina's an actor and has been on tour, but she's also producing tours and doing the management side because you've got to know every fucking element to this business or that's how you survive. Exactly. And I mean, it is, it's such a doggy dog world out there in, in terms of the, you know, the entertainment industry. It's so rough, but then you get to, you know, meet these people, meet producers, meet directors. And like the two of the shows that I've worked on, you know, it's been with these amazing actors and I've been able to work with them and then also hate them secretly. Right, no. right. And um, <laughs> it's so fun though, because you get to see what to do and not do as an actor and like see, oh, okay directors and producers don't like that situation. So steer clear of that. It's probably been pretty eye-opening because I've been on a few sets where, you know, what is this phrase I say? The only thing worse than a non-working actor is a working actor. Right. Because working actors, once we get the job, all we do is bitch and complain. Yeah. I mean, we're just born narcissist divas. Yes. But it is very eye-opening to work on professional sets with people who are very established and you're like, I would never do that. Right. I know. And I mean. But again, give me two years and I'll be a giant cunt. Yes. Just yes. wait. Right now I'm still like humble and hungry, but may, just give me that one taste of the good life. And then I'll just start screaming at everybody on set. Absolutely. You'll have a full blown meltdown there. It was funny. I had to be the, this actor who will remain nameless, his personal for the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so his personal assistant didn't come to set because he'd never been on a set, which to me blows my mind. This guy's like an Academy Award winning actor. Mm-hmm. And so I was his personal the whole day. And so he called me at, you know, 715 in the morning. So I was like, great, I'm ready to be there. He's like, come with a luggage cart up to my room because I have all this luggage and I need some help bringing it down. Great. He's like, be there, you know, 750, eight o'clock in right. the morning. I was like, great, I'll be there. And so I go there bring up the luggage cart, knock on his door, knock, knock, knock at a 7.55. So right in between right. 7.50 and 8 o'clock. You're early. <laughs> um, I, what? I got a 10 minute window. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was, I was right in the middle. He was like, you're early. Now my day is just, okay. You know what? Take this bag, take this bag and I'll be down there in five minutes. Okay. Okay. So this is how mm-hmm. the day's going to go. So you're, he, I've already a, ruined his day. That's a problem. Yeah. I will not make an excuse. Like I'm a fragile person in the sense that just physically, like I have the immunity of a a Petri dish, Mm -hmm. but the fragility of artists where they can't Mm. just execute things Mm -hmm. without having a full blown meltdown is unbelievable. Yeah. Like how did you get away with acting like a total asshole? I don't know. And he ended up just, you know, the next day was a very lovely human and gave me very, a lot of compliments, but not to my face. Obviously it was to someone else that he complimented me, but like he he asked if I could read lines with him. And I said, yes, yes, I can. He goes, do you have any acting experience? I was like, well, you know, I went to college for acting and he was like, okay, so you're an artist. I was like, yeah, you know, he's like, well, are you are, you aren't. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, he's like, define it. Right. Exactly. He's like, well, if you don't believe you're an artist, then why would you be an artist? I was like, ew. Help me, sir. No, ew. That's when you just go, you know what, Daryl? I'm done with you. Right. You so he have won an Academy re- Award? He's won several. Is he a dramatic actor? Of course he went to Juilliard. Oh, I'm done. I don't done. know if you've heard of it. I know. You Snore. know what? It's just like, get over it. 
You right. gotta be able, you know, with the Joaquin Phoenix, he just did the movie, The Joker. Mm-hmm. People said like, listen, we've all been trained in method acting, but at some point of the day, you're like, guys, we're acting. Don't take it home with you. Right. We're pretending. Ding. Pretending. Let's have fun. Let's, Let's have fun. <laughs> oh my God. You literally get to be, play pretend for a career. What's the deal? It's really funny because we're both from Atlanta and now seeing all of these big productions that shoot in Atlanta and mm-hmm. just how these celebrities have come into town. And the irony of it is nobody in Georgia gives a shit. They're like, oh, great. Oh, oh whatever. They're like, Jennifer Lawrence is here. I mean, I don't know who the hell she is. Right. Oh, my, my poor grandmother walking around and walking around. Yeah, right. Scooting the around. Woman is, the woman has never pumped gas in her life, so she's definitely not walking around anywhere. She doesn't recognize Atlanta anymore. It's so blown up. There's so many apartment buildings. It's so like over oversaturated to the point where I feel like, you know, you can't even recognize anything anymore. But it's just funny that these celebrities come in town and they're right. like, oh my God, Atlanta's sophisticated. Y'all have, oh my God, y'all aren't all in a horse and buggy. And you're right. like, no bitch. Right. You're like, you're wearing shoes. Oh my God. I didn't realize you guys had those here. Well, before I moved to New York, I was doing a couple projects and I guess some of the, you know, producers didn't know that I was from Atlanta and they were like, wow, this place isn't as big of a dump as I thought it was. And I'd be like, yeah, welcome to my city, Mm -hmm. dickwad. Right. I know. It's so strange. And I think, you know, growing up, born and raised in Atlanta and then, you know, leaving and coming back still, I think it's sort of the perfect meld of the South, perfect meld of a big city. It's to me like the perfect blend. You have to leave things to come back and appreciate it. Right. It's like when you leave Florida, that's the only thing I don't appreciate. (laughs) Some days though, you know, when I, when I'm having a rough day in the city and I'm in my sweatpants and I have no makeup on Mm -hmm. and I just want to go eat a sub sandwich alone. That's when I miss Florida. That's when I'm just like, you know, I didn't appreciate it while I was there. Right. Yeah. You know what I've seen a lot of, which Mm -hmm. is an absolutely not for me, but maybe an absolutely yes for Floridians, a lot of capris. And I'm not talking about like a Lululemon capri, a lot of grown women in a capri Pant denim capri. Denim capri, like right below the knee. Yeah. And and some of it, it's like a tapered knee, yeah. which is really kind of jarring to see. It's jarring. That's mm-hmm. a proper word where you're like, we we chose that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like a leather, a leather Tiva. Ooh. Oh, it's that's an absolutely not. And I wonder oh. if the leg to denim ratio is simply because you're in Florida. The right. weather could take a turn at the last minute. Mm-hmm. You know, you could get a tropical storm. It could rain at five o'clock. Right. Because so, if my knee is showing, I'm chilly. But I'm if chilly. it's covered up, oh, toasty. Exactly. Yeah. I don't get it. But you know what? 99.9% of my flight down here was a denim capri. It was a denim capri. I can't get on board. I can't get on board. And, and even the boyfriend gene, I, that's not something that can ever look good on me, a boyfriend gene. Right. I can't, I can't pull that off. No. I mean, the boyfriend, it's like, are we loose or are we tight? Because the boyfriend gene is never a stretch. I don't fuck with any gene that doesn't have a little lycra to it. Of course not. I need to be able to drop down, get my eagle on, bust down Tatiana at any moment mm-hmm. and know that the vagina of the gene is not going to bust out. Right. Right. Because you know? I mean, we have had that happen. On the daily. Mm-hmm. So do you have any absolute yeses in your life? I always, before I get into the voicemails and I'll let you go for that, but I, I just want to get into, you know, something joyful in your life. I know this is going to sound very lame. It's okay. This is a lame but, podcast. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I am on like an organizing kick right oh, now. I feel it's you. like, it's really making me so happy to like open a cabinet and I just see everything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm embarrassing myself. I just had a girl named Ashley. You should follow her on Instagram. It's at done D O N E neatly. She came to my house in Mm -hmm. New York and reorganized my like vanity closet. Yeah. Jeff's had a boner for two weeks. Oh, it makes me so happy to do to just like have a clean drawer because to me, it's sort of it makes everything else feel better somehow that that's where I'm at in my life is just having a container that says steel milled oats on it just really gives me a boner. So. <laughs> but listen, that's OK. We have realized on this trip we're in our 30 year old prowess. And I know I'm going to get a message from an older listener who's going to be like, call me when you're 57. Well, I will call you when I'm 57. You'll probably be dead, but I'll still try and give you a ring then, you know? Yeah. But I just feel like your thirties are so different from your twenties, which are so different from your forties. But we really had just such a humbling experience on this trip of everyone's had an ache and pain. 
we listened to Carolyn talk about birthing two babies, which was fucking triggering. I can't. I'm it's not ready. Not, nope, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not ready. I'm, we're going full Kim Kardashian with that surrogate situation. Yeah, I'm yep. not ready. Christina's got a bad hip. You've got a bad back. My fucking ankles rolled three times. We just have to own what our ailments are. Own what it is to be 32. Okay. I'm not in my twenties where I can eat fucking ho-hos every day and still slip into a size 10. Now right. I, I eat ho-hos. I eat and one ho-ho a week and I'm in a 16, you right. know? Yes. And shoving yourself into a 16. So at this point, it's just, we've really bonded over the fact of that we're old friends. We've known each other for 10 plus years now and we're just fucking owning it. We're yes. owning it. We're owning it. We're owning it. And I also think another absolutely yes is reaching out to friends to, and I know this is like a very broad thing, but like reaching out to a friend once a week, that's like an absolutely yes, because yeah. a lot of times we connection. Can get connection, we can get so overwhelmed with other stuff and so overwhelmed by like our own bullshit that you're just like, wait, those friendships that are really tried and true. It's like, you need to like, and I need to be better about it too, but I've tried to do it recently and it does make me feel full. Listen, my love language, I've talked about it before. Yeah. My love language is time. I don't need a gift. I don't need words of affirmation. All I want is for people to hang out with me. That fills me with joy. I'll tell you one thing right now. The one thing you can't get back with people is time. Mm -hmm. You can buy them fucking gifts. Yeah. You can tell them that they're cute, but you can't get back just sitting on the couch and not saying words and just being in each other's energy. Yeah. Well, I will come full circle real quick with Mm. the guys on the beach that are going to be at the Birmingham show. They started, one of them started talking about their love language. I literally, I perked up. I was still laying on the ground because I was too ashamed to get up for them to see everything. So I was still laying full, fully on my stomach. And I just heard them go, he's like, I know. And I mean, can we talk about physical touch? And I was like, excuse me. And then the other (laughs) one was like, I know words of affirmation. And I was like, I seized. I didn't know what to do with that. I mean, it was so young, hot, 24 year old dudes (gasps) talking about the love languages. That was not a thing with the men that we went to college with in any way, shape or form. It was like, what's your love language? Um, And you're like, titties. Yeah. Titties in a, you know, Washington apple shot. Here you go. (laughs) Blue Curacao. Like I, we actually sat around the other night and we were drinking lots of rounds of Chopin vodka and we were going through all of like the guys that we went to college with and looking at them with their brand new babies. And it was such a surreal moment to see these dudes that we used to black out with just be like, this is my little baby boy, three weeks old, gang, gang. And I was like, I can't. It's so so tender and heartwarming. And I will say this, if you get anything from this podcast, yeah, we like to giggle and bitch and moan and all this, but I'm so, I feel so genuinely grateful that I have good women in my life, good friends in my life that will be there for me when I'm fucking old and really ornery. So I want to challenge everybody. I want you to go through your Rolodex of somebody you were friends with in college or, you know, just in your 20s. And I want you to call them and I want you to rekindle, reconnect, because those people knew you when you were at your rawest, your realest, real raw, real raw. Yeah. Yo, she's crying. I'm crying. (laughs) I'm crying. No, we did have we total. And what was so funny, I feel like with Heather, there's somehow always a like a crying emotional moment. Mm -hmm. Am I crying more? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. But no, it's just like it's so fun to have those sort of drunken just moments of like, I love you so much. You're pretty. Yeah. But that's it. We're all going through hard shit. And that was one of the biggest things with my podcast. Again, we bitch and we giggle, but I want it to be a place where people can connect and have some sort of like common ground where it's like, just reach out to fucking people that you haven't talked to. It's important. It's necessary. It's everyone has a story. And that's where I think we should end it. I'm going to get into a couple of voicemails. Jenny Hurlbert, thank you for coming Aww. on the podcast. Where can people find you? They can find me at the Jenny Hurlbert and you're going to be so bummed by my Instagram because <laughs> there's nothing on it. <laughs> so you're welcome. But that's okay. I've encouraged yes. all my friends to up their ante on the Instagrams. Yep. Yeah. Doing I'm going to just, I'm going to wear a bunch of gauchos. Check it out. Yes. Pull out those gauchos from yeah. 2005. Jenny, thanks for coming in the studio. Christina, thank you always. Y'all will see these girls out and about on tour with me, bebopping around from city to city. If you haven't bought your tickets, we added a couple extra shows to certain dates. We added in Chattanooga. We added another show in Birmingham. We added another show in San Diego and Phoenix. There's a couple tickets left. Get them. They're great Christmas gifts. We're going to bust down Tatiana. We're going to take our tops off. I'm going to get to the voicemails. As always, you can call into the Absolutely Not line and just let me know what's going on with your life. Let's get to the voicemails. Jenny, thanks for coming in the studio. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
I've realized on this girl's trip that I just can't hang like I used to. We're in our 30s. We're flirty, but we also get friggin' hungover. The good thing is I can avoid those monster hangovers by using a product called DHM Detox. It is my go-to drinking buddy and I cannot live without it. I like vitamins. I like wellness, but I also like vitamins for people who drink. See, what most people don't realize is that there's actually a chemical in alcohol that affects us. That's what gives us our hangover. It's not just the alcohol itself. Our bodies can't break it down. But with DHM Detox, it uses science to help break down that poison while you're drinking so it doesn't build up in your system and it doesn't overload your liver. Here's the deal. You know, I talk about brain fog, nausea, just the headaches, the Sunday friggin' scaries. You can avoid all of that now by just taking two capsules of DHM Detox after your first couple of drinks. If you're going out and having a hard night like I did on Saturday with 65 dirty martinis, I only said I was going to have two. I had 65. Then all you do is load up on a little extra DHM Detox. The ingredients in DHM are natural and they're extracted by smart scientists. They have been using this in Asia for centuries. And it comes from the Japanese raisin tree, which I already trust. It has convenient packs. You just throw them in your purse. You're out the door. It is now a part of my drinking routine. And here's the thing. Ask yourself, is your next day worth it? Because sure as hell, it's worth it to me. I don't want to spend another day on vacation or hell, even on a Monday hung over. So DHM Detox has a risk-free purchase. You get your money back. Listeners get 20% off their order. Just head over to dhmdetox.com and use promo code absolutely at checkout. Again, that's dhmdetox.com. And hey, there's free shipping if you buy more than a couple of boxes. So just check out, use promo code absolutely for 20% off. Now back to the podcast. Heather McMahon, it's your girl, Marissa from Chicago. I am calling to tell you my combination, absolutely not, and absolutely yes. Absolutely yes to when you leave the hairdresser and they can do your hair so well and you're looking so cute and you rock that for like three, four days, depending on how much dry shampoo you can like muster up, maybe even like a four and a half day situation. And absolutely not to the fact that why can't I make my hair look like that? Like we did a cute beachy wave and yet I look like a monster when I do my own hair. What do we do about this? Not sure. Thanks, girl. Love you. Marissa from Chi-Town, Chicago, the land of the deep dish and a good time. Okay. Couple things. One, absolutely fucking yes to walking out of the salon looking like a goddamn goddess. There is nothing better. You could literally, even if they buzzed off all of your hair, whenever you walk out of a salon, I don't know if it's because my hair just smells like rosemary and success. I walk out of a salon, I could have one strand of hair left, but if it's perfectly beach waved, I am going to let that thing blow in the breeze and I'm going to turn on some Ariana Grande and I'm going to fucking jam and I might go to a bar. And get a Cosmo, one Cosmo, and maybe a side of truffle fries and call it a fucking day. There is no better feeling on this earth than a fresh blowout, than a fresh dew, a fresh color. My roots go from zero to full trailer trash in 0.5. I don't have like a dirty root situation where I'm like, oh, she's just like, it looks natural. On camera, maybe in person, Jeff literally has looked at me and gone, it's enough. I get it. I respect it. I go from zero to 100 when I get my roots done like that. I'm snapping. You can barely even hear it. And I I hear you, girl. I will stretch that blowout for four fucking weeks if I have to. Dry shampoo. I'll even just like wash the front bangs and then somehow figure out how to like hot roll it back. You know what is a fascinating, absolutely not for me, these women who use the beach wand or the, the dildo, the hot dildo is what I call it. Just the wand. And you got to hold with one hand your hair and the wand with the other. And you have to somehow not put your bare raw palm around the hot dildo and somehow not like burn off your hand skin. I don't get it. I've tried it. And here's the thing. If I was not in comedy, I'd be on a glam squad. I love hair. I love make it. Make it. What? Makeup. I'm so fired up right now talking about this fucking hot dildo wand. You know what I'm talking about. Why did we have to make things complicated? And I'll tell you what, I've tried beach waves on myself. I just look like I tried like meth for the first time. Do you know what I mean? 
I at no point do my beach waves look beachy. They look methy. I look like I busted out of a prison in Daytona Beach for lewd acts. You hear what I'm saying? It's just not a good look for me at all, period. And then I love when the girls do the beach wave and then somehow the ends are straight. I don't get that. How did you do that? That's trickery. That's tomfoolery. You're telling me you went around your head and did each individual section. If I use my good old hot tools, shout out to hot tools, curling irons, even my one incher, I can clamp it, hold it, pull it out. It looks good. Takes me three minutes. Y'all with your wands, four and a half days later, you could have gone to dry bar six and a half times and back. I don't get it. My girlfriend, Carolyn, who was at the beach this weekend, tried to wand my hair. Took her 45 minutes. And then she had the audacity to bitch and say, well, when I do it on myself, it's only 10 minutes. 10 minutes? You give me a hot tool, a proper curling iron with a clamp. You give me half a bump of Coke, a Red Bull, and 30 seconds, I look like Shirley Temple. I don't even need the Coke because I don't do Coke. I don't know why I said that. Now I'm a liar. You give me half a Red Bull, two Cheez-Its because, you know, blood sugar, and 30 seconds, I look like friggin' Shirley Temple on Coke. That's how I razzmatazz my life. I don't get it, but an absolutely yes to feeling good, looking good. Listen, that's what it's all about, people. It's about finding out what works for you and then just owning it. I talk about staying in your lane. I'm going to stay in my lane with my hot tools, with my curling iron that's got a part to hold the hair. You call me after you've burned your fingers, sizzled the tips off. You can't even type on your iPhone because you have no fingerprints left. Or maybe y'all use the beach wand, the hot dildo, because you're ready to commit a crime. You think if I just burn off the tips of my fingers long enough using this fucking wand, when I kill my husband and bury the body, they won't be able to trace it because I won't have any fingerprints at the scene of the crime. I see what you did there. On to you like white on rice. Listen, thank you for that call. I think I want to end here on an absolutely yes to blowouts, to feeling good, to zhuzhing that hair. Remember, even if you got one strand left, make it the best strand. And that's how I want to live my life. I love you. I mean it. That was a great fucking call. Hi, Heather. I have an absolutely nod for you. I work in the makeup industry and I work with clients on a daily basis and my absolutely fucking gnaw is when clients come in to get their makeup done or ask makeup questions and they start off by letting me know that they don't know anything about makeup and they're horrible at makeup and they need my help and I proceed to give them 10 years of professionally crafted advice and help for them to tell me that it doesn't look good or they don't like it. And I'm like, can you do fucking better yourself? I don't think so. And I just sit there and at that point, I don't want to fucking help them anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm like, if you don't know what you're doing, how can you tell me that I didn't do a good job? That's just my absolutely not. Thank you. Love you so much. I mean, here's the deal. I fully agree with you. It's some bullshit. I'll have you know, I did all three of my girlfriend's makeup this weekend and they've never looked better. And I'm not saying they were bad at makeup, but I'll tell you this. At one point, Jenny said, "Eh," like she was uncertain about the contour. And I said, bitch, open your makeup bag. What is it filled with? Glossier? Really? You're 33 years old putting eye jelly on your fucking eyes. No. You know what I also have to do sometimes? Look at a couple of my friends and say, hey, you're going to think about getting a little Botox? And I'm not pushing that on people. But nothing makes me more angry in my life, whether it's beauty, whether it's makeup, whatever the hell it is. When you ask me for my advice, I give it to you. I come over to you. I rouge you up. I give you the razzmatazz, make you look friggin' great. And then you have the audacity to question my artistic Ability? No, I won't put up with it. Next time you've just Picasso to face. You've put in your hard work. What I want you to do, and they have the audacity to say, I don't like this. You take a big schmear, right? Like a Jewish schmear of eyeshadow, scrape it across their face. Take a smoky eye straight from the high temple on the right side of their face down to the left jaw and just say, bottoms up, bitch. 
and then drop your mascara and walk away. You will 100% get fired. I mean, really, honestly, if you have 10 years of makeup experience, you know what I mean? You're on to bigger and better things. People are so obnoxious. And here's my thing. I bet they probably just wanted to come in and get a free makeover. Because if, if a woman really sits down and is like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, you don't know what you're doing? It's like going up to a guy and I hate to like gender stereotype, but being and asking him like, hey, dude, how's basketball scored? I'm pretty sure they're going to know. You know what I'm saying? That's some bullshit. I feel very passionate about that. And I'm sorry that happened to you. Absolutely fucking not. Oh, I just feel really, truly blessed. And and like my heart is full after spending a weekend with my girls. I'm glad you got to hear from two of them. We were just chit-chatting. You know, I, I would love to make this podcast six and a half hours, but my producer makes me keep it down to about an hour. So if you got a complaint, call into her. I'm kidding, Michelle. I love you. Anywho, I want to thank you for letting me just share people that are important in my life. I'm not here for the fluff. I'm here for true, honest soul connection. I love the phone calls. I'm going to do an episode coming out the week after, and it's just going to be me getting to all these voicemails because there's so many. And I know you guys want to hear directly from me, but I want to give you a little taste of who I've been hanging out with because my DMs were just absolutely flooded. People were like, I've never seen these folks before. This was a wild weekend. Thank you, Florida, for treating me right. Thank you for giving me a three-day hangover. Now I am back to the grind. I'm heading to Europe this weekend. So if you're in London, look for me. I'll be on the mean streets looking for Paddington Bear and Meghan Markle just to give her a damn hug because that's my bitch. And then I'll be in Italy saying arrivederci to my emergency wake, but I'll be eating pasta and paninis and I'm going to walk my ass off straight to the Gucci outlet. Y'all are the best. Tune in. Remember, subscribe, click, like, I don't know, do whatever the hell you want to do. Just tell your grandma to tune in because I feel like she'll like this. Thank you always for tuning in and listening. I love each and every one of you. And hey, have a blessed day. Ciao. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.